right, everybody, guess what? We are back. Megasheen is back. Your podcast for all things gay and geeky from a Black queer perspective. I am Victor. And I'm Nick. And yep. we are here to talk about... What are we here to talk about, Victor? We're here to talk about <laughs> Castlevania Nocturne. I was saying, you know... You know, I Nocturne, can, yeah. Yeah, but we, yeah, we are here to talk about the latest in the series, um, Castlevania, um, which just came out, literally just came out. But, you know, like good hoes, we already have watched it. We have celebrated it. Um, it was only eight episodes, but it gave you everything that you needed in these episodes. So we're just going to kind of talk, talk, you know, blindly about this, like about our our characters, people who showed out, all types of stuff. Um, now, if you haven't watched, I'm going to go ahead and let you know that we're going to spoil everything. But before we get all into that, Nick, how you been doing? Um, you know, I've been doing good. Okay. Um, ain't nothing going on here but the rent. Gwen Guthrie. Um. <laughs> I'm ready for my fucking vacation. I know that much, baby. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're supposed to go to Vegas next. Oh no, later this month. Um, and I want to get tickets to see Earth, Wind, and Fire when they're playing at the Venetian. Oh. Um, but girl, other than that, ain't really nothing going on. Bulking, which bulking, I, bulking sucks. I am not a fan of it because I feel like I am eating, eating, eating all times a day, and still not getting anywhere. But so, for some of y'all who don't know, and, and Nick, correct me, bulking is basically eating like a lot of protein. Um, yeah, a lot of carbs. A lot of carbs. You're trying to get up. In order for it to kind of help shape, it's a weird process because you have to first trick your mind into making you eat the carbs. Mm-hmm. Telling yourself like I'm eating it, like they're telling you it's going to help you shape up, slim down. You're like, this is carbs on carbs on carbs. So yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing. It's a fascinating thing. Yeah, it's. <sighs> I've have seen like some improvement but girl it's this shit's for the birds <laughs> and you can't eat like cookies either I'm... no my trainer said you know what at this point go ahead and eat the cookies go <laughs> ahead and eat the bad food because i need to see a consistent weight gain because yeah. i'm hovering around like 160 which yeah but well, anyway funny. yeah um, so yeah, one day we'll probably talk about we'll bring some we can bring Chief on here to talk about that. I mean, you know, talk about you know, the whole bulking, leaning, all that stuff for those who are going through that process because it is a mind trip. Um, if you don't, if you're not into it or if you're about to get into it, you have to get yourself together. But, um, for me, I am doing well. Um, last couple of weeks we've had we um had some good success um for those who know or don't know we um i think i've mentioned on here how it's always that we're never we've talked about this a lot of times that we're never in fantasy and sci-fi stuff enough and i decided to you know put the money where my mouth is um got some people together um with the help of william tyler and and we got a book coming out we it's called we belong we raised all the money for it it is going to come out but it is a lot of work because <laughs> it's different when you're working on your own book but you're working on a book with other artists and people and timelines and things and editing and a lot it's a lot mm-hmm. so we are working through that again we, we got our funding um and you know that book is going to be coming out very soon, but we gotta, you know, the funny thing is hurting cats because you gotta get people, you know, blind cats probably <laughs> a little bit because you know how artists are, creatives. That's about that shit. We don't that, and we don't believe it in, in time. 
extended lives. So, you know, it's just mm-hmm. nobody into that. But this book, um, we're hoping to have this ready by January so you can get it, hold it. Um, really proud of it because you know, it's it's the first book of its kind. Like it's the, I guess it kind of hit me. I was like, this is the first all black and queer anthology of fantasy and sci-fi comics. Like I'm like, that is weird to me. Um, but we will be the first. So I can die saying that I did we I was a part of a team that got this this thing together. So I'm happy about that. Um last time we were here, I saw Beyonce. No, I didn't see Beyonce yet, saw Beyonce. Um, got caught up in, you know, trying to get that silver stuff together, the outfit, the fun, the craziness, the queen herself. Um, great time. Wonderful. Nick went, Nick saw her as well. Uh-huh. And then she has the audacity to drop something today with a countdown. And I'm like, Beyonce, this is the, this is rent day. We don't have, right. we don't have time to go through anything else. We just went through enough. And apparently, we got to pay them fucking student loans back. I mean, well, I ain't paying them back, Joe. Yeah, we need to have a conversation about that, Joe. Like, we, you know, but you know, there is there they do have these new pathways. If you go on that website, that a lot of people are getting them paid off or getting a chunk of them paid off. So go to Joe. That. I'm not paying them back. I, <laughs> I'm not paying them back, Joe. <laughs> like, cabrona, I'm not paying them back. Yeah, um, look at all your options. Uh, <laughs> what you gonna do? Or you could be, you know, you can. You can just halt them off. You can pay. Somebody's paying ten dollars a month. I forgot how they figured how they they were able to do that, but they were like, I mean, so much as you paying something on it. I'm like, they can't say that you're not paying. Well, that's true. I think that's what. Uh, so, you know, get those loans. You know. Do what you gotta do with about those loans. Um right. but people have said you're gonna probably get that $5.99 a month. <laughs> uh and that's okay. You can pay $5.99 a month. And that's five dollars ninety nine cents, not five hundred and ninety nine dollars. But um, so yeah, you know, stuff is going good. Um, can't complain. Um we're in October and it is 72 degrees. So that's where we are today. It was like 78 over there in Kentucky right now. Yeah, it's like it was supposed to be 80s all week today. Well, all it's supposed to be 80s all week this week. They just so I'm like, mm, I'm right. <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into Castlevania Nocturne. So um so if again, this is a series that this is like a this is gonna there's been three, right? There's been three. So the the first Castlevania series was uh, that followed Trevor Belmont mm-hmm. in uh, Cypher. Uh, and then Alucard uh, also fighting Dracula. And then Carmilla and her sisters. That I think that was like four seasons. Mm-hmm. But this one is a... I think it's a prequel. Yes. For to um the original series and it follows Richter, um, which is a you know, another descendant from the Belmont clan, and he's fighting the the vampires. And what did you think of his character overall? Um, you know, he he was an interesting character, a little cocky. You know, I think he's like what eighteen in this, and so he watched his mother pat. You know, his mother die. There's Let's a- talk about that fight scene because that was how you start off a series to me, because it was so cool to see. Um, what's her name? Julia. Mm-hmm. Was it name Julia? Yeah, Julia used the whip and also, um, magic. And it was the first time we saw a female Belmont, mm-hmm. too. So I thought that was also cool. But uh, Orlocks, he was wearing the fuck out of that purple. I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> that little nigga was wearing the fuck out of that purple. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, so in the, in, the, in the beginning, we learned, you know, there's 
Julia and Richter they're trying to and, and Richter is like eight I believe or like really young they're trying to get to this boat um but you know Arlox is is not playing here and Julia really shows us you know what I loved about this was like you got an idea of what's going on here so the Belmonts are basically vampire hunters demon hunters they are it's like a a sacred order they are gifted with you know either magic or really good fighting skills both Julia was doing both and not playing she was like giving you that whip so if you do remember the first season you saw you know you you learn a little bit about the Belmonts you know they're kind of like Jedi if you get if you kind of break it down uh -huh. but she was giving it to him she was giving the business well you know Orlocks was it, that he is fascinating and I love that they gave us this character that he's not the average vampire no he's not um besides being very 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 handsome very sexy uh -huh. he is a vampire of color I believe he they note him as Aztec um yeah and you know he's coming in there but the way he is is not completely evil it is just more of like i am who i am i do what i need to do you know and so we get that great scene between them um spoiler that's a, uh, another thing i want to touch on uh, once we get um uh, once we get introduced to other characters and other actual vampires yeah so, you know, that was a great opening scene. We see what happens um, when Julia is killed. You know, Richter gets he gets away. Um, and mostly because we're like, let him get away. Because he was like, I'm not going to kill you. You're a child. But we will be seeing each other again. They said, I'm going to let you grow up. Yeah. Then I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And it, it felt a little bit like Kill Bill. <laughs> like when, um, That's exactly what I thought of, too. <laughs> to... Um, Keto. Um, mm -hmm. like if you still feel a certain way about it come see me and we will you know handle it then so that was a great opening scene that gives us an idea of what we're about to deal with but this was just i believe overall was just really great because we were really getting some mythology that we just don't get in a lot of that. And as I mentioned about We Belong, a lot of things, it's, I'm not trying to tire my business in this, but it was more of like the fact that we just don't see a lot of Black stories that involve fantasy mythology. And this season, we got that. It opened uh -huh. up to, um, they, they, you know, when you get into Annette, you learn, you know, there's, yeah, there's talks of slavery, but I love that they did not say in that. Like, that just wasn't everything about who she was. But it really got us into some voodoo in a way that was not the same type of trope we get with voodoo. Um, right. It, it really got into that. It got into... Um, African deities. Yeah, like, their richness. They talked about that. Um, but also for those of you who know a little bit about voodoo, um, it was nice for them to even mention Papa Legba because Papa Legba was in there. Um, and I know some of you were introduced to Papa, Papa Legba um, when you watched American Horror Story Coven. Because I know a lot of people like, oh, I didn't know that existed. But yeah, yeah, I got kind of introduced to that. But I want to know, as we talk through these characters, what did you think of Annette? I thought Annette high key carried the season. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was so refreshing to see them not back down about the horror of slavery mm -hmm. and that even though these vampires are somewhat just in how they portray their relationship with humans, that they're still racist as well. Mm -hmm. um, and to see that um, that African mythology display because it's we don't see that enough and I would love to see them do a side story of Annette in the future because Miss Girl Carrie and she carried 
all of her fight scenes too. Yes, she did. Annette was like, I love her story because it was like, yeah, she grew up and there was some hardships, but once she, you know, got away and met Priestess and then um oh boy, you know, when you know what? Yeah. With his beautiful self. I think that was really beautiful. And I and I I don't know that if that was his brother or his lover. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but there was a scene where it was when he was like, I'm gonna go with you in that, and she looked over at the other guy. He was like, That's okay. What we have is really passionate. So I'm gonna, you know, so we're gonna do this together. But I, I just love when, you know, when they were discussing like the magic and things like that, it was just done more. It's like, we use this magic as a way of activism. We use this magic to let people know that we are not slaves. We are mm-hmm. more, we have power um, that can change the way things are. And, you know, sometimes with these type of stories, someone will always ask if they had powers, why were they enslaved? And so they kind of gave you a good idea of how this goes about it's not just like oh they could always get away it was like once they got to a certain space and place to use this magic it was done but it was also a respect to the magic they were using it was Mm -hmm. wasted so when she was able to use her powers to like somewhat get to the spirit world or use the spirit world abilities uh, according to her myth her origin let me rephrase that um, is she is a descendant from one of the Orishas to uh-huh. war and using, you know, weapons and what have you. So I was like, that is amazing because we just never, ever get that. Right. Uh, the way she was able to like use, you know, the earth or the, you know, those, the elements. The, in she was world. basically like an earthbender. Yeah. But wow. I couldn't think of like, I couldn't help but think of Storm and like, oh, you could probably be somewhere in her family line somewhere. It's like, right. well, you were just showing out. And I loved how we did see her progression. But I, I, I felt bad for her because there was a part, and I think you mentioned this too, like, you know, after the, the second episode, third episode, it was just, she just let it all out. Oh my, yes. When, um, when they're doing the, uh, assault on the the chateau or whatever and that fight scene in that rain that how it was so still between everybody glancing and recognizing who was who Mm -hmm. that was so eerie to me and then everybody you know everybody was in there fighting and whatnot and when they was trying to get away and uh edouard got caught and i knew it was gonna happen because he didn't have any fight. He only knew how to fight with his sword. He didn't have any, you know, real fighting powers. Um, and Annette, that guttural scream that she, like, lost her friend, that was just so hard. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was so good. It was so fucking good. I actually, I teared up because it was like you thought about what they tried because I think when they, when she... When they doing flashbacks, it's like, you know, we're traveling across the sea. We're doing this for our freedom. We're doing this for our people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot because she, when you look at her story, she was on her own until she found them all. And it was just like, that was somebody who offered her safety and everything, you know, put her in that that violin case. Like, that, like he was mm-hmm. the person who made sure that she made it and so i think i understood why she felt like i failed him because he saved me i could not save him and that was a lot but when she let that out i was like that was just a lot because it it made me think about also a black woman carrying you know so much on her back doing what she has to do fighting to stay alive like it was Mm -hmm. a i was like taken in with that because i was watching it i was watching this late night and so i was like oh my god Ooh, that was a lot. And I just felt like she she was tough, but she was caring. She wasn't like so tough that she just didn't feel. She did feel she, you know, she, you know, I, I think she had a little bit of feelings for Richter. You know, I think Rick, you know, 
and Richter as well. But I, I, I just really enjoyed her and I'm glad to introduce her. And apparently she was a white character. Um, and they just kind of changed her. And so, you know, you know how people are, the fans. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, this is good because for some of us who don't know anything about this world, it was just nice to have something like this there. So I applaud them for doing that. Um, but what do you think of what's his name? I, I can I always forget his name, but the, I'll call him the singer. The oh, Nick- Edward. Yeah. Him? Yeah. I thought he was a very interesting character to portray or to introduce. Um I had a feeling that he wasn't going to make it from the jump. Mm-hmm. But I think that it might serve a purpose later on, especially uh, come the like the later episodes where he gets turned into a night creature, but not like a uh, this is also interesting, like the night creatures have a a sense of twisted beauty that I find interesting. Um, and especially uh, when Edward changed, he looked like uh, he looked like a a demented angel, in a sense. It, it just looked very ethereal, like a final boss type level type of shit. I yeah, I thought that I thought his look was beautiful in a way of like he's not threatening. Right. Um, and I would have to say when he sung for the dead, I was like, oh my goodness, this was like it was something about when he was singing for the dead and how his voice it was just like it was carrying so much in, in what he was singing and doing. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a very great addition to the story of him, the story of the people, you know, they come from the backgrounds they come from, what does that mean? And that is something that was done historically that was you sing for the dead, you sing for the ones who are not with you, but they're with you in spirit. And I also love that they mentioned, I think he was one of the free people, um, which you don't really see a lot of that at all. The first time I ever learned about the free people um, was through Anne Rice. She did a, I think, Feast of All Saints. And it talked about the free people, focus on the ones who were in, um, New Orleans, but it was nice to hear about the free people. So I would say for y'all, if you don't know about the free, there were free people, Black people who were free, um, mostly um, mixed, <laughs> but there were free people um, out there that was not ever enslaved. And so they had a different air about them. And there was resentment with those who were enslaved. And there's a that's a bigger history story, but um, I love that they did kind of weave in a little bit of that history um, into it to where it, it wasn't too heavy. It was like a little bit to tease you to like, go look for yourself. But I, I I thought it was a great character. And like like what you said, I didn't think he was going to make it. That was a part of me thought he was going to betray them at one point. Mm. I kind of thought he was someone that was a part. I knew there was a traitor in this. And a part of me thought it might be him. Um, or he might have made a deal to like, don't come for my people, but yet I will sell out the Belmonts or something like that. Right. But, you know, it, his scene was tough, but I knew he wasn't going to make it too. But when he was reintroduced, um, it was and still- riot looking here. Yeah. <laughs> it just made it I like, okay, I want to know more and I want to know what they can actually do because um, if because it was kind of mentioned about, you know, if they were able to do something in the spirit world, certain things, certain, you can be free. The soul can still be free. Uh-huh. So I hope they will revisit that in the next season. But I really enjoyed him. I really enjoyed Annette. I just felt like these were the best additions to this overall story. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about some white people, too. What did you think of Maria? <laughs> Maria was the the little girl, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked her her powers. Um, they sort of reminded me of like her calling on her Pokemon or something. Basically. Um, 
I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and I thought she was a, a, a overall good character, um, a good balance throughout the, the team. Um, she's a, you know, nice little white girl, whatever. Yeah, she was, you know, a militant white girl. You know, she's a, you know, as they say, she was woke in a way of like challenging. Right. <laughs> you know, authority and everything and really into it. But I did love her powers that she was able to call different creatures from different dimensions. Um, and I do want them to talk more about how they're able to, they were considered witches, um, but how they are able to use this magic and get that magic. Uh -huh. We talked about it in the first season about certain ones who can do it, but it just feels like everybody was able to do it. Um, but I did love her abilities to call the, you know, her, they were Pokemon. I was like thinking, like these are Pokemon. This <laughs> this turtle creature, these birds. I'm like these are Pokemon. But um, but it was just, she was like really really important overall to you know how they were and kind of a nice counterpart to Richter of like having somebody close to his age um, in the midst of all this madness. Um, and then, you know, you had her mother, I think it was Tara. Uh-huh. But that was an interesting reveal. What did you feel about the reveal between Tara and Abbott? I kind of sensed that was coming. Mm -hmm. Because there was certain moments between uh, Tara and the Abbott that was like, you're not going to get this pissed off of no random niggas. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So I was like, okay, so that... They had some some things, but I didn't get I knew that they had a relationship. I didn't get that uh Maria was the Abbott's father, which I was like, oh, that was a kind of a nice little twist. But you know, it's always seems like the church is in on this bullshit because back in Castlevania, the first like sin that they made was to kill him, kill his wife, and Dracula way too. Dracula was, gave them way too much cr uh, credit, but he gave them a whole, a whole last year. I would have been down there that night. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because you know the church has played a fascinating role in this series. And now uh, here's Abbott talking about God told me, and this is kind of interesting again how the church kind of thinks and and, and operates, and so. Mm -hmm. Um, Abbott was a pump because we'll get into him a little bit later, but you know, just thinking about how much religion played in that and how the first season, how they just showed out making decisions. I'm like, I don't know why y'all thought y'all can just play on Dracula like that and, and didn't think he was going to just come up and be like, right. Like, okay, I'm gonna let y'all, you know, whatever. Like, but you were right, he did give him a year and they still try to act like he ain't gonna do nothing. So right. I'm just... mm, I was like, y'all be he better than me. <laughs> I would have been y'all in y'all's ass on on site. You hear me? Yeah. Um, so again, if y'all just coming into this conversation, we're talking about Castlevania Nocturne. Um, this is a prequel back when Richter was young. Um, and this is where they're dealing with um uh, the vampire messiah who happens to be this white woman. But we will get into her in a bit, but let's get into Drolita. I'm saying her name wrong. Drolita? Drolta. Drolta. Yeah. Yeah. They, You know what? Her and Annette carried. They carried the entire season. Because <laughs> she had this uh, Shayna from the holograms ass curly uh thing happening i was like oh i like her and then she was a fashion girl she was a fashion moment she is a moment yeah um and when she got her um when the eclipse was happening and she actually got into her final form i mean she's over it's sense across the board for me Shout out to a lot of y'all who were adding alien superstar and all that <laughs> or using um, um, the Conti part of Beyonce song in there. I was like, a mess. But yeah, she was 
I love that character because I my struggle with her was she was the servant of, uh. of this queen. But I was like, but no, but you are the queen. Like at first, like, at first I was like, you are the threat. Because here you come in, not playing. She was giving you fashion. She gave you those heels with no back. Like she was giving you a lot of different things, but she was also very deadly. And I love the fight scenes between her and Annette. Um, because she, they wasn't, you know, they were at each other's, they were kind of equals in a way, you know, it was uh-huh. like, and I think she was enjoying the fact that she was able to battle her, but I feel like there was some respect to her as well, you know, um, just like as they were fighting. Um, but yeah, that was a very smart character that they created with her and she was just deadly. And I, I would, I needed more of her. I mean, we had her pretty much in every episode, but I needed more of her. Um, but I was a little bit bothered that she was the servant of Isbeth or Esbeth. I cannot say that either. Um, but the, the, basically the vampire mercy. I did not like that because I just felt like, okay, here we go. Because again, you know, Enright spoiled me. When you give me a queen of the vampires, uh-huh. you don't have to be black or a person of color. I'm sorry. Like, you, you're just going to have to give me somebody that has like i have ruled you know pyramids and shit like you got to give me that but no you gave me miss Balthry and she was kind of cute though like i enjoyed like the um because i thought that she was more deadlier than dracula Mm -hmm. because for me i felt sorry for dracula and because he had a heart he, he had a heart like his family softened him Right. And I'm like, well, you know, I would have did the same thing, Draggy. So I could identify with Dracula more than Miss Girl, who was just like, yeah, this is all my shit. This is all me up in here. So I need y'all to, you know, bow down, bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was giving fashion moments. She had this, I loved her little uh, big hair and the, the metal motif happening and the big skirt. That big old nasty hoop skirt. Yeah, that, you know, when they gave that silhouette of her, I was like, okay, uh-huh. that's with the with the bats. And I was like, okay, I'm you giving me all of this, that red hair and everything. Um she is the vampire messiah. She drunk the blood of uh I think I want to say one of the Egyptian gods, uh, apparently. Sigmet. Sigmet, uh, I think. Yeah, and so she, because she did that, which is interesting because that's kind of, if you saw Queen of the Dam, he drank the blood of Akasha. And so, you know, she became this very powerful being. And then I think with the Eclipse, she would ascend to her true form, which was really interesting too, because she was, because they mentioned Sebek being like a, like a lioness. You guys noticed that in when she, changed you could see the cat-like creatures cat-like features yeah and i i really enjoyed that you now you said you really enjoyed her you liked her her she really didn't like fight fight she was just like i'm standing here you come at me i'm gonna be able to just do this right Mm -hmm. yeah i thought she was a, a an interesting character um that she she was. It's. I think she was much more terrifying than even uh, Carmilla, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, but Carmilla, when she was fighting, like that in that ending shot when her and Isaac were going at it, mm-hmm. um, that was really scary to see her. Um, and she went out like a G. Um, but the the vampire messiah. Um, they could have given us a little bit more of a background. Um, but overall, I thought she was an interesting, interesting villain. And considering where they're going next, when um, was her Tara mm-hmm. uh, sacrificed herself to be, I guess the uh, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, her right hand or something like that. Yeah. I want to see where they're going next. 
her incarnate or whatever. And uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I was just gonna say the the abbot don't have to die. Yeah, the and that's why I was. Let's talk about him. <laughs> he was a pure punk because I was like at that moment it was like he's gonna. I was like you gonna let them just just kill all of your everything that you ever love that you claim that you love you're gonna let that happen like a part of me thought he was gonna say no just take me mm -hmm. but no he's just sitting up there shaking i'm like you are a quivering typical <laughs> white man right now because i'm mm -hmm. like let them take your daughter though i was like you don't but i guess for him he's got that whole you know it's it's all laced in religion with his beliefs and mm -hmm. i would Okay, sir. I want you to die. I want you to die brutally. In fact, I hope that when Tara turns, she goes right after you and tear you up. Like, uh -huh. you know, do what you need to do. But yeah, it was well back on the queen. I do I do want more of a backstory. I want more of who she is because she just came in, you know, like this is what I'm gonna do, this is how it's gonna be done. And either y'all are with me or you're not <laughs> you know it's like basically right. it's like she gave this sense of mercy that she's like i'm not a complete killing machine but the the thing is going to be i'm going to rule all of it and then then the kings will act, will answer to me and then it goes from there as they kept saying throughout the the series was the natural order of things right so that's it was basically this is about her resetting the natural order uh -huh. which was like okay that's that's a simple plot line i appreciate that because you know you know these things can get complicated and for no reason you know ryan murphy you should probably stuff like that like make, uh -huh. make it less complicated but they must do it that way and i i really appreciated that um let's see i think um about who was trying to be like her generals for instance so you had orlock's and his uh background was he's uh Aztec. Mm -hmm. Um Miss Girl, uh what was her name? Uh Throta. Mm -hmm. Uh I guess her she has some kind of African background. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and you see these vampires trying to speak for their people but then who are their people like are they just vampires or is it african vampires you know what i mean it's kind of hard to if they're able to distinguish that when they forge this plan you know what i mean yeah it's i know what Drolta, for what we do know i mean she was uh, the priestess one of the priestess of Submit, submit. I'm gonna not pronounce these names, y'all. But um, and she is the Egyptian goddess of war, blood and war. Um, so she was a very old vampire. So what I'm assuming is the older the vampire is, the more powerful they are. Um, just with what they're able to do, um, and what they're able to kind of hold together. So, um, she. It's very interesting, but yeah, I'd like to know a little bit more about her in that sense of, you know, what does that mean to be a priestess? What does it mean to be that that old vampire or be a very old vampire? Um, and we got Orlocks, who I'm very interested in what he is in the sense of his origin and his story. There's not a lot... I was searching for a lot about him. There's not a, there's not a lot, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but there's so much I want to know about where he come from, how did that really started, um, everything about his fashion sense. But it seems that he was <laughs> really just not a troublemaker, but just he just did not want to follow the rules. What'd you get out of him? It's, I got mystic like qualities out mm -hmm. of him. Like I'm gonna do what I think is right for me in the situation. 
But I did like the um, romance between him and um, Homeboy. Uh, what was his name? Nazarek. Yes. That was interesting um, to see them interact. Um, and I think in the end, Orlok's felt love for him. Um, because yeah. he wouldn't have teleported him out when they was fighting. So I was like, oh, Orlox does have a fort. Yeah, but it was really interesting because I, I love their fight scene because it was very it was very seductive. It was the way, you know, Orlox was mm-hmm. looking um, and basically he's like, I could just killed you before you even recognize what was going on. But, you know, he's enjoying a little thing. And the next thing you know, they laying in the bed in the afterglow. Uh-huh. Post-nut clarity. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I you know, Orlocks or rocks is just, he's into Mizrak. And um, I was like, you saved him. What is it about him? He must have had something, his, you know, Something something happened in between some of these, you know, these bedtime scenes because you <laughs> because what you he, he's an old old vampire. He's seen a lot. He had a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit about you know his partner that died or was killed, and so um, I think he was a can man as a as a mentioned, and so I, he saw something in. Mesrak that just kind of got him. I I wonder if it's because the fact that he had that that passion for faith, uh, mm-hmm. as you know, Mesrak was serious. Like it's very fascinating. You know, this is a man who's serious about his faith, queer, and that just did not. There wasn't an inter battle between that with those particular parts. Of right. That was a nice thing to see, but he was really faithful to the abbot and everything he was so i think when he when that was revealed he was hurt but you know misrak was you know looking good i i thought of him as an older the guy who played victor in uh harry potter i uh, uh, i don't know if you remember him but he was the victor i can't remember his name but he's been he's been in some stuff but i kind of saw him as an older version of him but yeah it was mm-hmm. kind of like okay you're this french man that <laughs> everybody everybody was talking about like who is him and they can change him it's like it's not him you have to change it's probably warrox y'all need to change I mean, <laughs> right yeah i like that i like that sophistication of what he was and as a vampire you were right he was wearing his purple you know his royalty yeah his beads in his hair this whole entire look but i want to know more about how does he know the vampire messiah how does he feel like he know like no she is not somebody y'all need to follow because he seemed like he didn't like once he understood the plan it was like oh this sounds like the same shit that they was trying to do to my people mm-hmm. so why would i subject myself to the same shit that i was running away from that's my take on it. Um, and that's why he kind of not betrayed her in a sense that as didn't go along with it. <laughs> and as we kind of jump back to Richter, I think we kind of talked about mostly everybody. Um, you know, this is it's interesting because we we see Richter in the future. Like we know what, what he's gonna be. Um but it was, you know, that cockiness, it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun, but at the same time, um, I felt a little sorry for him because he lost a lot. Uh-huh. And, you know, I kind of hope in the future. Um, I'm wrong, not Victor. I, I'm getting Victor mixed up with Victor. Um, but a Trevor, I'm getting them all. I'm going through all the Belmonts. There's so many Belmonts we haven't even met yet. Um, but yeah, he's 
I think he's coming into his own, but I'm glad that he kind of figured out how to get his magic back. Right. Um, yeah, literal magic back. Um, <laughs> to see him get so freaked out when Orlocks was around, like he reverted right back to that scared little boy that saw his mother get killed in front of him. Yeah. And that was uh, how he cried in the river. That was that was another tough thing to see. Yeah. Because it was, you know, this was a... He prepared to battle him. And when he saw him, it was just uh, too much for him to bear. And it was kind of sad because, you know, Orox, if again, if he really wanted to kill him, he would have killed him. He was like, I had times to do this, and I'm not. I'm trying to, you know, help here. So did feel a little bad for him. His grandfather popping in. Right. <laughs> it reminded me of that of Whistler from um what, what was that? Blade kind of jumping in there, like, mm-hmm. like I I knew where you were. I wasn't trying to, I just didn't want you to give me, you know, get on my nerves, basically. Like, <laughs> you know, I've been watching. I'm just like, but I ain't trying to be all, all in it. But I think he's going to probably be in it in the next season uh, just because of what's going on. Well, also, who's going to be in it? Spoiler alert, Alucard came in to save the day, which I was not expecting. But then I was like, why wouldn't he come around? Because, you know, it wasn't going to be Trevor because Trevor's dead. No. Um, but it was enjoyable to see Alucard on the the, the screen. And yeah. I'm sorry he uh, had to kill uh, Dorota. Uh, but yeah, this girl was wilder. Yeah, you know, we, we we got to see her. And I was like, what? I said, well, that blade touched you and took everything out but yeah it was nice to see Alucard and it reminds me about you know we met Alucard knowing that Alucard is one of those torture souls that everybody wants to also they want to save him too Mm -hmm. but I who knows you know now I, I, I I'm already seeing some fan art between Alucard and Orlok and Orlok's so I'm just like "Mm." I don't know about all that 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 might be a lot, but but at the same time, I, I can almost see it. But I want to know why Al Carter is there and what is he? Mm-hmm. What is he? Because again, this took place before stuff. So did Dracula send him, or was this before they had they big fallen out? Like I don't know. I don't know. I'm really I. I I am really, I don't know. I feel like this was what we needed to see, you know, in these little eight episodes. But I feel like we could have had like 10. Like, I was like, I'm going to watch. Yeah. Like, you just can't do this. And he come in with his, his, you know, blonde wig and just like. I knew that they weren't going to be her. Like, towards the like the last uh, episode, I was like, oh, we, we don't have enough time for y'all to wrap this up in five minutes, so what's gonna happen? Yeah, um, it's only 28 minutes, because the rest of them are normally like 23, 24. Right. That extra, what, five minutes or whatever ain't gonna clear nothing up. So. And not anything, yeah, it, I was like, oh, so we gonna have to get another season to see what happened. Yeah, because when they were fighting the vampire messiah, nothing, nothing, nothing even faced her. She was just standing there. I'm just like, y'all, I don't know what y'all. I was like, at one point, I was like, I don't know what you're gonna do. Right. Nothing's coming through. She's barely even moving. Y'all using all y'all little magic and glitter, and it's just not. It is not working. It's fascinating because now I want to. I'm going to go back and watch the first season because remember they was fighting those different vampires from all over the world, and they were just mm-hmm. f- their asses like they were nothing. So I'm just like, it, who is- I would love to see like a kind of world bending, a world building in the Castlevania realm of different vampires from different cultures. 
and how they how it how they write vampires, you know, and talk about vampires, what they're called and all that jazz. I thought I think that would be really cool and actually kind of educational. I think that'll be neat. I think they should do that, like spin off into like Japan, what are what are like in Japan? Because we got a little bit of that again when we were looking at the first season. Mm-hmm. But Japan, India, um, in Africa, you know, because we were they talked about Russia, they talked about a little bit of that. And this right. I'd like to see what would happen, other stuff. But you know, they tore it up. They they really tore it up this season. I was really happy for this. I know there's fans were upset. They felt like it was too woke or whatever. But I feel like it was right on par with the rest of the storyline, especially after this mm-hmm. the season we got Camilla and everybody, because that's when we start seeing different ones of color, more or different ones of color. We saw that in the first season. Let me rephrase that. But it was getting more into the lore of the vampires. And we saw queer romance. Mm-hmm. Yes, when we learned all the card was, you know, he enjoyed pleasure of everybody. Uh-huh. That's like, he better be bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, baby. So, yeah. Uh, I think we, I mean, basically, we enjoyed the season. If y'all have not watched it yet, y'all need to. Um, if you have watched it, we'd love to hear what you thought about this. But this was a very good season. I want more. Shout out to Powerhouse Animation for giving us, you know, the look and feel of these characters and these people and the fight scenes and y'all really did it. It was really, really, it's special. It's really good. It's really good. Agreed. Y'all go ahead and watch it. Um, And with that being said, I guess that brings a close to the show. Um, You can find us on Twitter. I'm at what Porter say. Rick is at Wonderman5. We're on Blue Sky. I think Megashane. Yep. Um, where else? You can like, break, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Instagram, Facebook, and Megashane. Let me say anything else before we get about here. Uh, no, just you know, watch more. You know, subscribe, listen, check us out, and yeah, make sure y'all drinking water, eat your protein, minding your business. That too. (laughs) With that said, we will see y'all soon.